Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. America faces a choice. This is Battleground America. Here's Tara Servatius. Welcome to this edition of the Insane Things Podcast. I'm Tara Servatius, your host. Let's dive right in. This week, the World Economic Forum met, and it's basically a confab of the biggest, most powerful names on Earth. So when they get together, I pay attention, especially since whatever they're planning tends to happen. Well, they laid out a vision for the future of humanity. It was terrifying. And again, folks, it wouldn't be so terrifying if there weren't so many of the world's powerful there in politics, in corporations. Davos celebrity guest lists read like a who's who of leaders of countries. And their agenda couldn't have been clearer. Silences first through censorship. That's their first priority. Then eliminate elections. And then criminalize growing food and watch people who have no voice starve. All for the good of the world. They're a real cheery bunch, but you have to take them seriously. Their last major objective was to get the world to adopt digital ID so they could do the censorship. And that was a few months ago. The European Union is in the process of adopting it now. So... We best pay attention. The theme of this year's Davos meeting was rebuilding trust. And they made it clear that the way they're going to do that is by censoring people who aren't repeating their talking points. Here's Ursula von der Leyen. She's the president of the European Commission explaining how censorship of so-called misinformation, that would be anything that's true but that they don't like, is their number one priority to rebuild trust, of course. For the global business community, the top concern for the next two years is not conflict or climate. It is disinformation and misinformation, followed closely by polarization within our societies. These risks are serious because they limit our ability to tackle the big global challenges we are facing. Yeah, so once the free speech is gone, what comes next? Eliminate elections. I'll let the head of the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab, explain. He says AI is so advanced and really so fantastic now that we won't even need elections. We'll just have AI predict who the winner is and uh, go right to that part. You do not even have to have elections anymore because you can already uh, predict 
what uh, predict and afterwards you can say why do we need elections because we know what the result will be makes sense because after all once you silence people they won't object to the elimination of elections what comes after that the starvation or ecocide as they call it look for that word to be used a lot by the left after this davos meeting Ecocide was actually compared to genocide, but what it is is disturbing nature to do things that, well, help humans survive. They want to outlaw that, which would include farming and fishing and any kind of extraction of energy to keep us from freezing to death. Here's Jojo Meta, who looks like she's never missed a meal in her life. She's the head of Stop Ecocide Now giving a talk at the World Economic Forum where she laid this out as one of their new goals. Farming, she explained, is comparable to genocide or something. Unlike a, an international crime like genocide that in, involves a specific intent, with ecocide what we see is actually what people are trying to do, what businesses are trying to do is make money, is, you know, is farm, is fish, is do all of these things that are um, you know, producing energy and so on. What's, it, what's missing is the awareness and the conscience around the side effects, around the collateral damage that happens with that. So they want to make it a crime. You heard that right. Fishing, farming, staying warm in the new world will be a crime. The concept is generally mass damage and destruction of nature. Um, but legally speaking, um, what our organization and other collaborators aim to do is to have this recognized legally as a serious crime. If that sounds familiar, silence the people, end meaningful elections or end elections totally and then starve them to death... That's because it's a really old Marxist playbook. The Chinese did it. Uh, so did Stalin. These aren't perky, modern, new, trendy ideas. This is just mass death recycled, as it has been over and over since the time of Marx. But they make it sound so smart. It's really amazing. And it's what they'll do if we let them. In fact, it's already starting. You saw the farmers' protests in the Netherlands uh, where they are either in the process of eliminating or have already seized 20% of the family-owned farms there. And the Netherlands is the number two agricultural producer on Earth, so this will have an impact. Now they're going to work on Germany. Our media didn't ca carry it here, but the German media did. It's all over Twitter. German farmers are now in the streets blocking roads with everything from manure to their tractors in a desperate bid to keep their farms up and running. So will team starvation win or will team food win? I don't know, but somebody better cover this soon so Americans can see what's coming. Before we get to insane thing number four, I want to tell you about some friends of mine at Common Sense Retirement Planning. They'll be your friends, too. Once you see their track record of helping my listeners over the last two decades to profit and have a strong retirement. They're Tony Dale, Philip Allen, and the crew at Common Sense Retirement Planning. They can help you whether you're heading into retirement or you want to fortify your retirement with a lifetime income that's guaranteed. Find them online. Make your free no-obligation consultation appointment today. CSRP.info. That's CSRP.info. Insane thing number four. You can really see the outlines of the authoritarian regime that was laid out this week at the World Economic Forum 
forming in our government this week when we learned that the Biden administration had put the screws to banks and financial institutions, including payment services like Zelle, to begin collecting records on us, specifically if we had bought religious texts, if we had bought guns or ammo of any kind, shopped in places that sold guns or ammo, or bought anything with the words Trump and MAGA in them. Financial institutions were also told to scrub purchases for subscriptions to, quote, other media containing extremist views and turn those names in, too. They're obviously compiling an enemies list. What are they so afraid of? This this week. The news that the Epoch Times, a conservative publication, and a quite good one, the Epoch Times app was downloaded more last month than the New York Times app. See the reason for the panic? You keep reading that stuff, you might actually know what they're up to while you can still stop it. By the way, forcing banks and other major companies they regulate and could just destroy if they wanted to, to do this is literally criminal if you do it without a warrant, but they don't seem to care. If you want to see the rest of the outline of the authoritarian regime that's gradually coming into focus here and being run under Joe Biden, there was this. The Department of Homeland Security has been funding propaganda to counter conservatives, pumping money into think tanks that produce studies and negative propaganda that then is picked up as real stuff by the mainstream media included in this propaganda is arguments for more censorship by guess who the department of homeland security they actually used a terrorism grant for millions of dollars to pump out propaganda against us and build support for the idea of censoring us well not all of us just half the country Senator Josh Hawley seemed to be the only one who cared, though. He wrote a letter to the Department of Homeland Security, quote, this amounts to the use of government funds to further President Biden's political agenda. Such an allegation would have been inconceivable four years ago, but you have consistently weaponized the department against conservatives through the creation of the Disinformation Governance Board, so-called Homeland Intelligence Experts Group. So you can see here the calls for silence and censorship that we saw at the World Economic Forum aren't just crazy ideas they're spewing. They're being put into practice, and it gets worse every day. Our leaders in mass don't call them out. Insane thing number three. I've documented exhaustively on this podcast how Obama and now Biden have been arming and funding Iran toward their ultimate goal for Iran, a nuclear-armed Iran with also nuclear-armed terrorists working as their proxies. Toward that goal, I've documented how Biden has given them $16 billion with a B since September. That money is not just paying for all those attacks you see the Houthis doing, attacks that have been so successful that they have managed to reroute 20% of the world's trade. See, that money shows the Houthis and Hezbollah, Hamas, and Iran, those are all proxies of Iran, that they don't just have Joe's support, they have Joe's protection. This is why they feel comfortable attacking ships, including American ships. 
They know they're good and our strikes in return won't really do anything and they'll come with hours of forewarning as long as Joe lets them have the money. And the money sits in two accounts and they've drawn down multiple times, Iran has, on one of the accounts. Well, what was incredible this week was the terrible tragedy. The Navy SEALs were able to interdict a ship on which there were missiles from Iran headed to the Houthis. As one of them tried to climb on board, he was swept to sea. And as the training dictates, the other one goes after his partner. They're likely dead because we haven't been able to find them. This happened off the coast of Somalia. But what we did find was, well, we caught Iran red-handed, giving the Houthis the weapons. Now, two Americans are clearly dead here. This would have been the time... After the Houthis have repeatedly hit American ships this week, nobody's died yet, but they will. They're going to kill some people for Joe to at least freeze the funds, right? The 16 billion bucks, he didn't, just as I predicted. That's all the sign that the Houthis, who are a proxy for Iran and Iran need to know, keep hitting us, keep hitting our troops, please Finish developing your nuclear program. Oh, and can you please hit Israel when you're done? Yes, those are the actual goals of the Biden administration. You can't come to any other conclusion watching their actions. Ignore their rhetoric. Their rhetoric doesn't matter. These are truly destructive, demonic people. But this sort of hitting American ship thing has become very embarrassing for Biden every time the Houthis do it, which is almost every day now. So... Trump had designated the Houthis a foreign terrorist organization, and then Biden had undesignated them the first month he was in office. So they needed some cover. So they made this big announcement. Hey, we're designating them as a foreign terrorist organization, but not so fast. They used a lighter terrorist designation so light that get this Houthis can still get U.S. visas to come here it's not a criminal penalty to support them u.s banks can support them and don't have to seize their funds and there'll be no sanctions against them or against countries like iran that provide them with weapons that will eventually probably have a nuclear component given what Iran is doing right now. So we need to buy Iran the time to go nuclear so that there can be a war and we can get in on it. That's the goal. And I think they're secretly hoping Iran will destroy Israel too because they're just that evil. But anyway. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. The reason they had to use that light terrorism designation is because Iran continues to provide the Houthis with the hardware to hit us and everybody else. And if Iran got caught, it would require us to put sanctions. So we want to protect Iran's ability to arm the Houthis to continue killing us because I'm pretty sure we're not going to find those two seals. And, and folks, it's only a matter of time and next couple of weeks. They're going to they're going to kill people on a U.S. tanker. And then the Biden administration will say, see, we designated them as terrorists, but they did. Now, if you're Iran, you're looking at this and you know the money hasn't been taken away. You still know after all of this, you have Joe's protection, which is why an insane thing happened this week. The Iranian foreign minister had the unmitigated gall to go to the World Economic Forum at Davos and threaten both America and Israel with stepped up attacks. They say they're going to attack us in more places in the world. That could well be on our own soil. And honestly, at this point, if Iran launched a terror attack on our soil, I don't even know that they would freeze the money then. I'm really not sure they would. And I don't think Iran is sure either that we wouldn't go right on paying them for more attacks. This is how evil the Biden administration is. It's really jaw dropping when you see it. Understand, they're not weak. These are their goals, and Iran knows it. Anyway, going forward, I can't wait to see if there's any amount of mass murder, uh, killing of our troops, uh, bombing of our bases, which has happened 150 times now since October 7th. Anything, really, that Iran could do, including hitting us on our own soil, that would cause Joe to reimpose the sanctions or just take the billions back that are currently being distributed in these accounts. And liberals America would say, well, yeah, but they're supposed to be for humanitarian purposes. This it doesn't matter. The money is fungible. America. So when you give Here's Iran money Tara. to eat, so they vicious. take the money they would use to eat and they buy weapons for the Houthis instead. And people die. And Joe knows that. And they're all fine with it. The next insane thing, how much weight I've lost on the PhD weight loss plan. 29 pounds in just six months. What I love about PhD weight loss is that they target visceral fat. They even use a special scale to measure your visceral fat. Why? Because it's like an alien in your body. It produces hormones that make you hungry so that it can continue to grow and accumulate It releases female hormones, which is really bad for guys, uh, but it also depresses your metabolism, makes you hungrier than you otherwise would have been. It's just, it's bad. You get rid of it. It's so much easier to resist the cravings than it was before. So if you want to target your visceral fat or even find out how much of it you have, get in touch with the folks at PhD Weight Loss. You can do the program from any state in the nation. It's myphdweightloss.com. That's myphdweightloss.com. Now back to the podcast. Insane thing number two. Picture this. You're a parent who doesn't pay a lot of attention to politics. Just send your kid to school where the guidance counselor... Maybe it's the English teacher talks them into the idea that what they really need is a gender transition. 
the reason they're feeling alienated from their peers is probably just because they're in the wrong body. So they come home and tell you, hey, mom, I want puberty blockers. I want cross-sex hormones. You Google it and find that could sterilize you for life. You're only 12. But they insist they want to chop their breasts off and get on with the program. You say no. In the state of Maine, under legislation they were considering this week, you could lose custody if you say no. But that gym teacher, that English teacher, that guidance counselor who tried to talk your kid into it, they wouldn't lose access. You would. You'd have only two choices. You could either pay for and proceed with the procedure or lose custody of your child. Even worse, if you live in another state and your 12-year-old can steal your credit card and take an Uber, if they could get across the state line in the state of Maine, you would lose custody. It's literally state-sanctioned kidnapping. It's already passed in California. It's passed in Oregon. Now they're going for Maine. And idiots in Ohio actually made it law with a ballot initiative that 20% of Republicans voted for. I'm not sure they realized that was part of it. It was packaged as an abortion bill. Well, that was on the the, the table this week in Maine. Such massive national pushback, it got slowed down a bit, but the left will be back. Folks, this gives you a glimpse into what will happen if the Democrats, God forbid, got a triple hitter and took the presidency and the House and Senate with enough votes to make this national. You literally couldn't send your kid to public school because if one of the teachers or staff there recruited them or convinced them that what they need is a sex change, you'd literally lose your child. Do you see what this does? This puts liberal bureaucrats, liberal school officials in the driver's seat to raise your child. It puts your pediatrician or their psychologist that you sent them to in the driver's seat to raise your child. And they can run you right the heck over. This is the battle of our time. This is literally a full-on broadside attack against parents. And I think a lot of parents think, well, you know, my kid's not, you know, going to transition. So I don't have to worry about, oh, yes, you do. Because you know who they're coming for next? Next, it's going to be if you make your kid go to a church that offends their belief or your kid thinks they're gay uh, and church says negative things or the kid wants to date the 34-year-old man they want to date. This is exa- they're, they're, This is to take away um, the power over your children from parents who are not woke. And it's very scary. It was good to see the bills slowed down in Maine, but they'll be back. Insane thing, number one. Insane thing, number one. Fresh off Donald Trump's historic win in Iowa on Monday, earning more votes than all the other candidates combined, he took a victory lap or would have except he ended up in court everything with trump now has an asterisk historic victory unless he goes to prison meanwhile reuters ipsos feeling comfortable that he's going to be the nominee uh let loose with this one a poll just 20 percent of voters would vote for donald trump if he was convicted now i gotta say there's about four other polls out there right now that deal with the same question that one's on the low side most of those polls show just 40 percent voting for donald trump if he's convicted 20 percent i don't know 
I don't know where the margin of error is in there. But if he's convicted somewhere between 20 to 40 percent of the American public would vote for him, the rest will not. If he's convicted twice, Katie bar the door. We may get that triple hitter that the Democrats so desperately want. Now, on our side, there's a lot of bullishness about this. A lot of belief and feeling the way, you know, Donald Trump so far ahead of Biden, it doesn't really matter. But here's the catch. Almost all of those polls showing Trump way ahead of Biden have internal questions that ask, okay, but what if he's convicted? And the air comes right out of the balloon landslide for the Democrat candidate. But you probably haven't heard about those polls because the media doesn't publicize them. I have to dig into the crosstabs to find it. So we're really walking on a tightrope here. He not only has to win, he's got to avoid prison before the election. But we had some good news on that front this week. Tanya Chutkin, who is profoundly corrupt judge in his D.C. persecution case, actually dealt Jack Smith a blow this week when she said she wasn't going forward with the scheduling of the trial or the holding of it in March until we have a ruling on whether Trump has immunity or not. That's good news for Trump. The more he can put off those federal trials till after the election, the better. Now, that doesn't mean she won't reschedule it for May and we'll be right back in the hot seat. But at least it's something. The judge, federal judge in Trump's Florida trial, slapped Jack Smith not too long ago, saying he had too many federal cases going. There's no way Trump could could prepare for them all. And so she wasn't going to schedule the case to begin in March either. In fact, Jack Smith doesn't even get to go back before her until March. So who knows when that will be held? It's all up in the air. And unfortunately, we don't get to know till after the primary. Finally, there's the Fannie Willis situation. Unbelievable. Uh, She's going to actually have to appear in court herself. She's the state persecutor who's prosecuting Trump in Fulton County because apparently she was the other woman in the breakup of a marriage. But she kind of transferred, forwarded, paid, it's up to your interpretation, her lover $600,000 to help her persecute or prosecute, whichever you want to call it, Donald Trump. That guy's just a family law attorney. He's not qualified to do this persecution of Donald Trump. And so in a court filing, one of Trump's co-defendants made that point that the whole purpose of this case appears to be fraudulent to enrich Fannie and her lover and for them to use the county money that she forwarded to him to take lavish vacations. Anyway, this whole thing enraged his wife because he's married and now Fanny has to testify in the divorce case. It should be all highly amusing. It could theoretically be grounds to have the case dismissed. After all, Fanny could be guilty of a myriad of crimes and she is pulling this in a red state. In a blue state, she'd be Teflon. She could end up in a world of hurt if the governor and the attorney general allowed it. But they're pretty crooked themselves in Georgia. So who knows? Whatever the case, she's going to have to go through the humiliation of testifying in the divorce case. And that'll be national news. And of course, they could always replace her and him with actual real prosecutors who might be worse. So who knows? At the moment, Trump is literally scheduled to be in state court being tried on criminal charges on the day of the election, which should be interesting and is definitely insane. But at least on that front this week, some good news. Keep your fingers crossed. Battleground of 
America with Tara Servatius. Please subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Share with friends, family, and other free thinkers. Thanks for listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.